Frankly, I thought Macbeth was Shakespeare's weakest work. Personally, I enjoyed his later works, such as Fast and the Furious 8. Yeah, but who's the guy who kills <laughs> that's Macbeth? Fate I want to be Furious, him. Spencer. Oh, that's Macduff. I want to be Macduff. Fate of the Furious written by Shakespeare? Dominic, it is I, your brother Jacob, and I have come back from presumably being dead to inform you of the greatest evils you've inflicted upon the world. I thought he was in prison. <laughs> okay, so we're going away from the Shakespearean dialogue a bit. Thanks, Fletcher. I appreciate you contributing to the bit, really helping out here. Well, I like to believe myself as the audience. You like to believe. <laughs> so you view yourself as a passive observer. No, that's great. It's telling us a lot about your character right now. Connor, uh, help me out here. So we have The Fate of the Furious, written by Shakespeare. Alas, poor Toretto, I knew him so. A fellow of infinite speed? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Fletcher. I hate you. Oh, and I can do this. Uh, the name's Yorick. I'm a uh-huh. car keeper? <laughs> what? Fletcher, I want you to tell me what you thought you were going for there. <laughs> All right, so there's like that gravekeeper, right? Like the grave digger? No, York is the skull, you dumb motherfucker. He holds up the skull and literally says, Alas, I knew him. Do you think he's talking to the man that is right next to him? Well, I sure would hope, because I'd feel pretty left out if I was that grave digger. <laughs> And with that, we can start Remedial Lit. Our powers of book observation know no limits. I'm Spencer. Here with me are Connor. Hello. Fletcher. Yep. And Madre. Sure am. So, today I have a very special book to talk to you about. It is called Mistborn. And we're actually not starting with book one right now. Why? Wait, what? Oh yeah, we're jumping right into book four, just so you know. So the first three books here, A Hero of Ages, The Final Empire, The Well of Ascension, they are all a self-contained trilogy that takes place approximately 400 years before where we're going to go. And yeah, it's set in like a horrific world of ash ruled by an unkillable god emperor. And then there's a bunch of horrible monstrosities, shapeshifters, giants, undead monsters running around. But the basic premise here is that you eat metal and you get superpowers. Oh, sweet. That's all you got to know, baby. You chew on some pewter, you're super strong. Eat some tin, you can have night vision and super hearing. What happens if you get mercury? I don't know about Mercury. So (laughs) just summarizing the first three books, because it's about 60 hours. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they start off and they say there are eight magic metals, and you eat some and you get superpowers. Then they expand this and say, actually, there's 10. And they expand it again and say, actually, there's 12. And then they finally end up with 16 magic metals. And the reason they call this Mistborn is that uh, because of some gods running around, there are a bunch of mist-like creatures and mist that come in at night supernaturally so and there are certain people called mistborn who can use all 16 metals are you with me do you you lose the power of a metal if you like eat it and then eat another one no you need to keep it but it does run out it's like their mana source i guess so are there any other like health detriments to eating metal are they uh, fine? You actually will die if you don't... They call it burning a metal. So if you if you eat some, then don't use it all. I guess you just have the same effect of normally eating a shit ton of pewter or tin. Oh, so it's a use it or die system. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, that part never really comes up because they can just like say, okay, I'm going to burn it all before I go to bed. Not an issue. That's why they carry around like vials of the stuff to eat. And then there's also aluminum, which they find out if they eat and burn, it just completely destroys all their magic reserves. What? Ooh, the anti-metal. 
You fucking wish. No. The- Does that mean that somebody? Do you think in like the original Mistborn trilogy, someone poisoned another guy with aluminum so he could beat him up? Well, we don't know because Spitzer is going to summarize that for us in a few minutes if you shut up. Eh. Okay, Fletcher. Eh. Well, I'm going to eh over a few things here myself. Eh. There's a chick named Vin. <laughs> eh. She helps rob the god emperor of mankind. Eh. He dies. A god shows up. Maybe. We don't know. Eh. Some mistral in. The whole world starts to end. Colossus go mad. Horrible mutating shapeshifters. Oh, thank you for correcting me. Eh, great. Okay, we're, we're moving along here. Eh, and then some more stuff happens. Eh, they find out that the magic metal they eat to control time is actually an undead god buried deep that is woken up. Eh, there's a dude who can store his memories inside of other metals, which is a separate power called foyer Kimmy. Eh, and then the whole world ends. Eh, somebody becomes God. I'm not going to say who. They remake the world in a grand escapade. Oh, well, just like just, Dune. That kind of makes it seem like the the events of the book don't matter if you just, like, the world gets kaput and it Builds goes back to you. up to it. The whole point is seeing the journey of a man who doesn't know he's going to become a God. Yeah, but doesn't or he die or woman. something? Yeah, he becomes God, then he dies. No, he hangs around afterwards, believe it or not. That kind of sounds lame. But they set up the basic premise in the first three books, and it's written by a man named Brandon Sanderson, who is actually in some hot water right now because he just went against Audible, the god of everything that is Audible literature, because he said they don't pay writers enough, which I kind of agree with. He's most famous for being the guy they call in to finish writing other fantasy series. When the authors die? Because he got really big with Wheel of Time. You remember, right, Connor? Yeah, what were the titles of the last three books again? I don't... A Memory of Light is the last yeah, one. Yeah, I think that's, that's the, the last only one. one I remember. But he is also known for being super autistic about magic systems. And I say that in the nicest way possible. He is hyper-specific about showing exactly how it all works. Because it's all set in one universe. All of his different series called the Cosmere. I'm going to blow your mind right now, Fletcher, okay? So there's one planet where they use magic a certain way, and there's another planet they use it a separate way. Why? (laughs) Because... (laughs) Read the book. (laughs) Because it works differently there. And it's not called magic, it's called investiture. Is that the Stormlight Chronicles? Yeah, so you have the Stormlight Archives, where it's like storm surging, and there's a storm biting. There's a whole bunch of different magic. And then you have this planet, where it's Allomancy which is burning metals to use it, foyer Kimmy, where you store stuff inside metals and can pull it out later. And then there's another thing called hemallergy, but I wouldn't worry about that one. It's not too important. Does this relate to any of those books he wrote during the pandemic that he put on I, Kickstarter? I think so, because I think the latest Mistborn book and this one just came out. So you have the first three, which is a trilogy, these four, which I believe are self-contained, and then he's talking about the third trilogy, which is going to be set in like the 1980s equivalent with a serial killer Mistborn. These four take place in the Old West XP, so cowboys. And Modric, you were making a face when I said the term hemallergy. Well, I don't know a lot about words, but I think that has something to do with blood. Doesn't that do blood? Because doesn't hemo like the root term for blood from Greek? Yeah, so there's... It's iron. Hemo is iron. So think about about it this way. You have like the natural form of magic, foyer kimmy, where you store up magic inside metals and can pull it out later. Basically, memories, weight, strength, speed, anything you can think of. Then you have the good god, uh, which was preserve, yeah, preservation, which created allomancy, where you get to eat metals and burn it that way. Then you have the cool god, ruin, Ooh. Who, who might have been responsible for ending the world once or twice. Yeah, that chick sounds swag. Yeah, and he has, he gives he gives his worshippers this badass shit called hemallergy, Fletcher. Spencer, the more terms and lore you throw out there, the more comments you invite to explain exactly why you're wrong. 
Well, Connor, if I'm wrong later on, once you find out what all these do exactly, you're welcome to come at me. But it's not going to happen because I'm never wrong. And we start off the book here with my favorite character, Waxillium Ladrian. Waxillium? Waxillium? Waxillium. 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 Waxillium Landrian. Yes, and he is a law keeper in the Waste, a.k.a. the Ruffs. Yeah, they call him Wax, and you're going to figure out why. Uh, Does this mean he's a lawyer? No, he's a cowboy for hire. So he's running into this town, and there's a ton of bandits everywhere because they're after a bounty of a man named Bloody Tan, a good old-fashioned serial killer. I'm rooting for Bloody Tan. Finally, somebody without a book name. It sounds like they'd be in the old wet. You just like him because he's a serial killer. His I name's do. not Waxillian either. <laughs> <laughs> so he's there with his girlfriend, actually wife, Lessie, and they're shooting off bandits, hunting this guy down. He's allegedly murdered 10 people or something, so he has to come and arrest him, you know, for I don't even know why. I don't know why you would bother with a man like this. It's the old West. Is it really that bad if you kill like 10 people? Because it seems like there's a lot of other stuff that happens out there that'd be equally evil. Spencer, are there any marshals out looking for you right now? None that I can legally disclose my name to, no. So we have Wax, and he shoots his way in after killing a bunch of different guards, and he reveals his powers here, where he's what's called a coin shot. So he's basically Magneto, where he can throw metal with his mind if he eats steel first. And he also has a separate power, because he's called a twinborn, and he has a, the foyer chemical ability to store his weight. So basically this allows him to gun-fu his way across the Old West ghost town, jumping from building to the building and propelling himself through the air with revolver blasts like that movie equilibrium where they learn like gun foo no like the sure why not fletcher we'll go with that are you track so imagine christian bale here he's running around with tay Diggs, and he's fighting his way through a horde of old west hobos you got it visualized who's tay Diggs? a other guy in <sighs> so we have him fighting his way through all right and he gets to bloody tan And during all this fighting, Lessie runs off because there's a sniper or something. And when he finds Bloody Tan, he sees a trail of bodies that have been mummified and hung up in different poses. Like some crucified, some on bicycles, some, I guess, playing a game of basketball. Just different (laughs) parts of life. Is he doing this as like an art thing? Are these like sculptures to him? No, let's not jump to conclusions. It It could still be someone else. Well, the next line Wax says is, Rust and ruin. It's not his lair. It's his gallery sweet <sighs> and then as he chases him inside an old church wax just hears each life is a performance <laughs> but we are not the performers we are the puppets Butcher, give me a cringe <clears throat> tell me did you like my Thank show you. perhaps you've seen it it's called criminal minds Ooh, which one's Spencer Reed? Also unappreciated in its time. I only watched the Gideon episodes. So Wax sees that Bloody Tan has Lessie captured. She's all tied up, and he's holding her in front of him like, oh, what you gonna do? Oh, can't shoot me. Uh Uh-oh. And he's in like this old worn-out mortician suit. And Wax, who's like the greatest gunslinger in the West, does a quick draw. He pulls his gun, and at the last second, Bloody Tan pulls his wife back in front of him, and Wax ends up shooting his own wife in the forehead. <laughs> really? The the best sharpshooter in the West, huh? Oh, he shot where he was aiming. You'd hate to see the worst. <laughs> so then, as he, like Bloody Tan tosses his wife aside, he drops down and just says, The best performances, Wax, are those that can only be performed once. No one, that's not a saying. Dude, I love this guy. He's awesome. Well, then Wax shoots him in the head, too. <laughs> did, Does that did, performance did only happen part? once? 
Did I do good? We'll call you. Called you back. (laughs) So we have a time jump six months ahead. And Wax, it turns out that his wife and uh, his wife, his sister and his uncle both died in a terrible carriage accident. So he has to take over as Lord in the city. And there's like one big city here after the world got blown up in the first three books that sprung up. They have 1850s levelish technology with some electrical lights. And he's brooding because, oh, my family is dead and I shot my wife in the head. And he's having PTSD. His hands are jittery. But he's at a party, so his butler tells him to have a good time. What's his butler's name? Teom. And he's just Alfred. Tell me, sir, are you reminiscing over your dead wife again? Yeah. Well, it's weird when you do that. Don't. Why Why are you telling me this? I'm your butler, sir. I'm here to make sure you're running the house appropriately, since your uncle, rest his soul, unfortunately ran the house into extreme poverty before dying in a mysterious carriage accident. Why is he still lord? Where we never recovered his body. Oh. Oh, I kind of feel like that's a, that's a problem. That is problem. quite the accident. <laughs> Do you think Teom's a villain? He sounds like he's working undercover. Undercover. So you're you calling out the for butler. who? <laughs> Immediately, Fletcher just points at the butler and says he did it. The butler did it. <laughs> yeah. Fletcher, why would you stand against your working class gentleman? Because he has that, like, noble. Wait, wait. So, Connor, you're going communist? Because that's going to come up later. So, Fletcher is calling Teom a traitor. Connor is a communist. All right. We have some call outs. All right, Madre, what what's your call out? No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing oh, it. And Madre refuses to engage. Also a call out. Thank you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Way to so, go, Madre. Glad you could be here. Wax pouts and says, I hate being a lord of a house and member of the Senate. I'm going to go have fun in the city. And he jumps out the window and uses his magneto powers to fling himself magically through the air. Because it's been like 20 years since he's been back. And as long as there's metal, he can fling himself up and then reduce his weight. And then he pulls out a pair of shotguns and starts blasting the shotguns <laughs> to propel him through the air. <laughs> Seems rather <What>? reckless. <laughs> yeah, well, it's an upgrade from Spider-Man. Like, you know how power creep works? I expect that the Punisher will eventually get to this point where they have to find a way to make him cool to the kids. And as he's jumping around the city, he runs into a gang gunfighting a bunch of constables, and he pulls out his pistol and points it at one of the bad guys, and his hands start shaking, and he's like, I can't do it. And fortunately, the constables are just like, now we've got it, and they arrest the bad guys. Oh, man. Cops love it when you do that, by the way. (laughs) They don't just shoot him? No, no, because they don't see him. And he's like, well, my work here is done. And he flings himself away with his magic. Wait, but he didn't do anything. (laughs) Ah, but when you've done the job right, they'll never know you did anything at all, Fletcher. And then he gets back and Tioma said, did you shoot anyone important, sir? And Wax takes off his gun belt with his like like four shotguns and three revolvers and like a backup knife and another backup gun. He's like, take this somewhere, Tioma, but don't tell me. I'm hanging it up. And Tiom's like, right, sir, excellent. You could have done this before, but I suppose it also works now. I just fired off like 20 shells just to kind of fly around. Oh, by the way, clean them before putting away. Thank you. Bye. And Wax finds himself in a couple months in the middle of a marriage negotiation because his house is poor and he needs money. So he's decided to marry himself off to this annoying bitch called Steris. Do you think they might be involved in the accident, Mandre? Nope, not making prediction. You can't Th- trick me. Does that mean <laughs> that he's like a ju- not a juggalo, a gigolo? 
No, it means that, like, if he doesn't take this marriage and get lots of money, then, like, apparently thousands of people in the city will go poor because it's still vaguely a fiefdom. Because it's 1850s level of technology, but certain lords... I guess it's like the British system. Man, isn't it great that the world was remade in the same shitty way it was before it got broken? It was even worse, if you believe it, before this. It was a world of ash where nothing could grow and lords could kill indiscriminately. And now they can just kill with poverty. Yeah, but yeah. this is... Dude, that sounds awesome. You get to f- fucking, like, kill people with ash or no, something. No, you would be the one dying, Fletcher. <laughs> the odds are you would be the one dying. I want you to step back a little bit and go back into that passive place you put yourself before. <laughs> As the audience. Yeah, but it's worth it. So as he is getting ready, a cockney sidekick appears, his former deputy Wayne. And I do believe that Brandon Sanderson named him Waxillium just so he could have the pun wax and wane. Uh. Is it spelled like waxing and waning? Yeah. Uh, so Wayne, he has this nasty habit of trading for things. So he's like, that's a nice clock wax. Can I have it? I left you a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, so he grabs things and then replaces them with other stuff. And he also has another funny little habit we'll talk about later. Uh, he, so he's the comic relief here, and he's talking to Wax about a bunch of missing train cars that apparently have food and medicine and tons of hyper-valuable resources like aluminum, which is the most expensive metal on Earth in this universe, that have gone missing by a gang known only as the Vanishers. That's a Why dumb are they name. called that? Because whole train cars will vanish that are locked, and nobody knows how they're doing it. There's a phantom rail car that appears, and then it's everything's gone. It's the rail tracer. So wait, does the rail car itself disappear, or just its contents? The contents of it disappear. Yeah. How the fuck would a whole rail car disappear? <laughs> That's I what know, I was wondering, man. I they... mean, if, if they made a rail car disappear, that would actually be impressive. That'd be pretty cool. So as they're arguing about, like, because Wax is like, I'm done with that life, Wayne. I'm not a cop anymore. But you're still responsible for all this crap. <laughs> not my deal, yo. <laughs> so Wayne is arguing, like, well, I need your help because I'm an idiot and you're the only guy I know who can help me solve this. A tall blonde walks in and she's got ultimate resting bitch face followed by a hot young brunette and an annoying old man called Lord Harms. Harms? <laughs> yes. So Lord Harms, he walks in and then Wax turns around and this is where that other little character trait comes in because Wayne is now wearing a fake mustache and he's done an entire <laughs> costume change and he's managed this because Wayne has the ability to speed up time in a localized environment. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. So he can be a flash to himself? He's called a slider and within an area of like five feet, he can compress time so he can do a bunch of stuff but to everyone outside, it looks like it takes place instantaneously. Age people? I, it only works for like a span of a couple minutes at a time, I think. But he can use it to <gasps> stop time, change his costume, and then pop back out of it. So he can stop time and eat like a cheeseburger without anybody knowing? Yeah, and that's about <laughs> how he uses it too, you fucking idiot. <laughs> so, right, we have our own little Wayne here. So, Steris, she starts negotiations saying it's only logical. She needs a good name. He needs the money, and she has a 300-page proposal for him, and she has it mathed out because about an eight. She has she figures an eight-month engagement should do conjugal visits between one and three times a week until a suitable heir is provided, and then bi-weekly after that. I'm not mistress, reading that shit. Mistress protocols follow. If that gives you the summation of her character, she's very prim, very proper, and has everything mapped out. So then. Wayne, sitting right next to Wax, speeds up time, drops his accent, and says, this is a fucking horrible idea, dude. I wonder how depraved you can make it, the conjugal visits. I wonder if you could actually break her. What? <laughs> Wait, so you're going to read through the contract for loopholes? No, so Wayne also has the ability to perfectly mimic other people, and that's just the talent he has. Why does he have another ability? 
because he is very talented in that regard. He's the disguise guy, Fletcher. He goes in and gets the information. They needed to bend the laws of physics to I, make I, him slightly more funny. I imagine every time he does it, there's like a spinning motion, like he's twirling around. <gasps> like the Tasmanian devil? Yeah, like the Tasmanian devil, and he just comes out wearing a new suit. Yeah, and then they say that they need to get to know each other, so Steris says she'll send him some chapters of her autobiography she's writing. <laughs> and then it's like she points back at the super hot like brunette, and she's like, oh yeah, that's my, that's my cousin Marisy. By the way, did you hear about this phantom rail car that keeps striking and disappearing shipments? By the way, you- did you hear that I killed my ex-wife? <laughs> well, I, I see Connor's leaning into some new negotiation tactics for this agreement. For the last time, Connor, it's mutually beneficial. You need the money. So Wax and Wayne, they get to talking in their little speed bubble compress. And Wayne's like, by the way, a bunch of aluminum's gone missing. Wax, isn't that interesting to you? And Wax is like, nah, not really. <laughs> Hey, that sounds just like Mr. Interesting to literally everyone else. So Wayne pulls out a aluminum bullet casing, which is all new because there shouldn't be aluminum bullets because alamancers can't affect aluminum. That's like the big deal. They're mutant killing bullets. Yeah, and he's like, well, here you go. Don't worry. I swiped that from the police. I left them a fancy cobblestone in its place. Ah, that trickster. Because he doesn't steal. He trades. Right. <laughs> the Bernie Madoff of trade. Wait, but do they have to be of equal or greater value? Clearly to, not. To it's him. a cobblestone. <laughs> it's yeah. valuable to me. But the aluminum bullet casing is the equivalent of like six months of wages. So? How do we know how much the cobblestone is? <laughs> Let's get an appraiser in here. What, what's the grade of this cobblestone exactly? Don't invite Brandon Sanderson to go on a diatribe about the value of pebbles. It will go on for a while. So Steris and Wax, they agree that they're going to go out for their first wedding night, and Wayne convinces Wax to go look for the Vanishers. And so he's like, this is odd. He starts looking through old newspapers. He's like, huh. Well, the robberies appear not to be random at all. After about a night of research, I see that they're specifically targeting a aluminum shipments and oh that's odd they're kidnapping people huh oh well what Not type of business what type of people that's an interesting point fletcher because they find out later it's specifically people from the alimantic bloodlines so people who would most likely have alimancy which is that ability to eat metal and then do different stuff cool cool <laughs> fletcher's like yeah that's interesting i guess you're playing the part of our main character so we go to the super lavish wedding and steris is explaining the intricacies of social welfare between all the houses yeah yeah whatever and then wax yeah. is just saying you you know, in weathering and in the roofs, if you did that, you'd get shot. And she's like, yeah, that's cool, I guess. <laughs> and the whole time, Marisy, her hot cousin, is just completely unable to speak around Wax. Then Wax looks up, and the French waiter who is bringing them bread is Wayne in a different costume. He's got a full waiter outfit with a mustache. He's got a loaf of bread. And he's like, oh, by the way, uh, have any of you find individuals heard of the Vanishers? So Brandon Sanderson still has French people in his Cosmere? It's a different kind of accent, but it's a French stand-in. That is how Michael Kramer did the voice. That's how I'm portraying it. Does that mean he has fake memories? Fake memories? Why he's would he? He's not a woman. Oh, at... he's not dressed as a woman? At what point did I say he, <laughs> he was a woman? waiter. Oh, I thought he said waitress. <laughs> what? Oh my God, Fletcher. <laughs> 
So as they're talking, Mayor C is revealed to be a talented criminologist and knows all of Wax's career because she's a massive fangirl. And because she's such a great criminologist, she has no money and no career. <laughs> <laughs> as the, at, the, at the highest level of criminology, she's making minimum wage. No, so she starts spouting off all these population statistics. and uh, like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then, she, then she's like, it's so fascinating how crime appears in the numbers. Uh, uh, <laughs> Did you know that 50% of all Domes? crimes are committed by 12% 12 of alamancers? <laughs> so Marisi proves that the city is actually more dangerous than the roughs and that Wax actually didn't have that dangerous of a job as an old West lawman hunting characters like Bloody Dan. Really? Because, really? you know, wading through a bunch of posed bodies, shooting my own wife in the but head? But if you look at the numbers, Madre. Statistically, we have more murders here. Well, I must have been an outlier then because I remember shooting a serial killer. So we have uh, Lord Harms and Starris. They leave because they insult Starris to her face and basically just call her dumb after Wax is like, yeah, and then this one time I shot the balls off a dog, believe it or not. Yeah, it was pretty cool for me out there. <laughs> I a love a serial killer, aren't you? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say serial, but <laughs> I, I, I am up to two just by this book count. When does it become serial killer? Three. Yeah, so he's not a serial killer yet. Then, as they leave, guess who storms the wedding? I'm going to give you three guesses. Is it Wayne? Wayne. No, Wayne is already there, disguises the waiter, and then he gets mad when Maris, he's like, hey, you're that guy from earlier, and he just like takes off. He pulls off like a wig, <laughs> a mustache. She ruined it. She ruined it. <laughs> Aren't you going to be the best man anyways? Probably. Oh, man. She's like, what's he doing? He's like, he's pouting because you recognized him. And she's like, oh, I'm just so sorry, talking to two famous lawmen. He's like, he's like actually, we don't know that much. And Wayne comes in, yeah, now if you were studying buffoonery, now there would be a problem because we're experts in that. Ooh. <laughs> I just hate the fact that this man is a cartoon character. We started off with a serial killer murdering his wife, and now we have a guy doing costume changes in time bubbles. He's abusing the laws of physics for bits. Technically, Dan didn't kill his wife. That was wax. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. We have the serial killer apologist here with us today. As they're talking, the Vanishers raid the wedding. A gang burst in, and they've all got aluminum weapons, so Wax can't just Magneto push them out of their hands. And they say, okay, now we're not here to hurt anyone. Give us your money, though. And then as they're going around, Wax notices one of the guy is a half-coloss. He's like eight feet tall. A running theme, actually, with some of the books that we read. And they're pointing guns at everyone, just saying, yeah, give us your money. We're just here for the money. And then Wayne says, Wax, we gotta stop him. How? Oh, yeah, because there's like 30 guys, so they feel confident in their abilities to take 30. As long as they don't take any 30? hostages. Yeah, so then they notice that the leader is a masked dude storming around, and he gives orders to some of the guys. They have, like, drawings, and they're looking for specific people. And he's like, yeah, and grab a hostage, by the way. <laughs> let, me, let me guess. They take the statistician. So they were actually looking for Steris because they grabbed Steris from the bathroom. Oh, no, don't. How could you? Please stop. Hey, that's my wife you're grabbing. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, she needs to just, just let her sign here first, and you're good to go. Honey, what part of the marriage contract is this covered under? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so they're doing all this. And then Marisi pulls out her notebook and starts taking down the hoppernet, all of the, like, the descriptions of the different people. Like in front of them? Yeah. And So I imagine they immediately turn to her and like, hey, what are you doing? Well, yeah, one of them grabs the notebook and just says, 
she's writing something funny in here. <laughs> and the half coloss has to grab it and say, you can't even fucking read, dude. <laughs> oh. Wait, why didn't Wayne do that? He could like go up to everybody and be like, use his time ability. You want to know what that is? That is poor communication. That is bad for teamwork. Well, then he reads the description, and the big guy's name's Tarson, and he's like, she's writing descriptions of us. You know, we're just going to kidnap you, too. <laughs> and then she's yeah, like, no, why? <laughs> as that's happening, Wax is like, oh, as long as they're not hurting anybody, it's fine. He <laughs> <laughs> don't understand. I can't do anything about it now. They have do the women know, in their possession. Do you know what a hostage is? So as they're doing this, this old fuck, Lord Peters, gets up, and he's like the old captain of the constables or something. He's like, I won't stand for this. Coward, you stand and face me, Lord Peters. And he's going to take a seat, bro. pop a skull with the aluminum. So the bandit leader just turns and says, you know what? This is just payback, and shoots him through the head. Yeah. 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 Let's go Vanishers. bullet to be using on a normal dude. That actually is a plot point, Madre, because these bullets, there's only a certain amount, and it literally costs more than gold per ounce to shoot these things. And Wax is also weirded out because they have aluminum guns, which is a whole new invention, because normally he'd just like throw them out magic. So after he shoots Lord Peterus, Wax is like, well, now I have to go ahead to kill people, because the bandit leader is like, everyone, fuck it. Boys, have some fun. And they just, like, pull out their guns and start shooting into the rafters and smashing tables. Yeah, dude, I'm rooting for the Vanishers. So our whole modus operandi is striking and fleeing before anyone knows what's happened. What's this new game we're up to, Madre? <laughs> Leaning into our talents, being as loud as possible. I think we forgot to shout our name on the way in, actually. We've decided to go for the vault this time. <laughs> you never go for the vault, Madre. <laughs> so as they're smashing stuff, Wayne freezes time, and he turns the wax, and he's like so you take the 15 on the right and i'll take the 15 on the left and then wax says i'll take 16 and then wax pulls out like this tiny little revolver and <laughs> wayne's like that's all you have he's like don't be absurd he pulls out a second tiny little revolver and then they unfreeze time and it's just a slaughter they unfreeze it and wax just starts headshotting bandits left and right like it's a fucking shooting gallery wayne is popping around freezing time and then he says he doesn't carry a gun he carries two clubs he's just beating people unconscious unfreezing skipping across the room in like freeze time beating more people unconscious and all of these dudes are just like malnourished toothless illiterate bandits what's the cooldown on wayne's ability a couple of seconds as long as he has metal in his system he can go fletcher the downside is it costs about 500 dollars an ounce so, so. uses so. this for costume changes <laughs> dude he's got money to burn man why didn't he just marry his friend <laughs> <laughs> So as they're jumping around, Wax also de-weights himself. So he's like flying around doing 30-foot verticals, leaping through the air, swinging from the chandelier. And Tarson, the big half-coloss guy, is like, well, I'm just going to fix this right now. So he grabs Marisy and then just points a gun at her head. Oh, God, this again. And Wax starts having like PTSD flashbacks. And Tarson's like, Oh, that makes it simple. Points the gun at Wax. And unfortunately, the half coloss gets knocked away when Marisy, the five foot, 90 pound woman, does a reverse headbutt into him. I feel and like. Girl power, man. Yeah, I feel like Spencer, you're just being like a real judgmental sexist right now. Oh, no. Well, it's later revealed that Tarson, he's also an Alamancer, Connor. He's called a pewter arm, aka super strength and speed. So. 
I'm just glad that I'm the only one that sees an issue with this. I'm the outlier here. Apparently makes perfect sense. And then Wax sees the bandit leader running, so he just shoots him in the back, and the oh. guy falls over dead. Well, I was rooting for <laughs> bandit was, leader. That takes care of that problem. Just like my days as a cop. <laughs> to be fair to Wax, he always faces his opponent's head on. <laughs> they rescue Marisy. He's like, you've been very brave. And then two vanishers storm up the uh, second floor to get him, and he hurls a harp at them. Then he jumps down, kills the rest of the vanishers, the ones that don't run away. And he sees his poor buddy Wayne lying, bleeding on the floor. It's fake. It's actually not. He has a bullet hole in his chest. Huh. And they run. Wow, this isn't a costume change because this would have been a good bit. And he runs up, and Wayne's like, "Oh, well, that really hurt." And then he uses his second ability to heal the bullet hole. Lame. What? Wow. It was a bit. <laughs> so Wayne actually has the ability of a blood maker. He can store health inside gold and then pull it out later to heal from injuries. Pay to win. It's just pay to win. <laughs> He's rolling loot boxes, man. They go out chasing after Starris, who's still been kidnapped, and Wax. He's got a bullet to this point, so he picks up a bullet casing and then flings it with his magic through a man's skull. Oh, I imagine he does it like the three-pointer fadeaway. Kobe. You know, I thought I'm downtown. I thought guns were the great equalizer. It turns out I may have been a little wrong. You should have just been born better, bro. From behind him, he sees a vanisher fall down, and Marisy, who was still up on the second floor, had picked up a rifle because she's also in the rifle club, and sniped the guy who was sneaking up behind him to conk him on the head, I guess. Unfortunately, half the vanishers still get away after they slaughter like 30 men. Living up to their name. <laughs> Run away! <laughs> and then the constable general, Breton, shows up, and he starts doing his impersonation from uh, Bad Boys 2, the police captain. What was that guy's name? Oh, yeah, what was his name? I know who you're talking about. Damn it, Connor. The mayor's up my ass. You come in here, you and your buddy Wayne, and you start leaving bodies all across the octant. What am I supposed to tell the mayor, huh? The Senate. They're going to rip me apart for this one. Oh, uh, you said he's talking to Wax? Yeah. Uh, not my problem. You what? tell him, Wax. You got it, Rain. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so then the other guard, he comes up, is like whispering in his ears, like, huh? What was that? 31 vanishers dead? No civilians dead besides Lord Peterus, who they killed before Wax started firing? Well, you're free to go, sir. Sorry for bothering you. Yeah, that sounds just about like real police. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> just remember one thing, Ladrian. This is my city. Is it? Then where were you when the bandits started shooting people in the head? I'm not threatened by you. Good. I haven't said anything threatening yet. We Does are, that count? We are Can getting, I count that? <laughs> we are getting dangerously close to Joe Ledger dialogue here, Spencer. <laughs> So then Wayne, he starts trading for the aluminum guns and bullets. He's like, well, they're not going to need these anymore. I left them a fancy piece of cloth I found. So is it like a white elephant gift exchange? Does he like work his way up like in that office episode? And he's, he, he, hands, he hands wax a bunch of aluminum bullets. He's like, here you go, buddy. He's like, Wayne, these are rifle bullets. They're not going to fit my revolver. They won't. Well, that's silly. Why don't they make guns work better? And that's when he got a judge. Oh, no, <laughs> that, no. That comes later. Thank you for the call out, though, Madre. I appreciate you. <laughs> I didn't want a prediction. I didn't want it. Way to go, Madre. Madre, congratulations. So Lord Harms is like, my only daughter got kidnapped by a group of murderous bandits. <laughs> and then Marisy, who I guess is like his niece or something, she's like, don't worry, Uncle Harms. She's like, I don't want to talk to you. I want to pout. <laughs> so then there's a weird point of view where 
it jumps to Marisy, and she is clearly like hot for wax. So she goes to his manor at night, and she sees him in like welding goggles, doing all sorts of experiments on this alloy. And then wax starts talking poetic. It's like alloy. Think about it, Marisy. A small change of elements, and it becomes a new substance. It's similar to that of a man. A small change can create a whole different being. Skip. Eh. Uh, you brought the phrase, Connor. <laughs> so Wax, he found out that it's a new kind of aluminum alloy. And then Marcy's like, by the way, Lord Harms is going to bankroll your investigation to find his missing daughter, my missing cousin, who I shockingly have no feelings about this entire book. And Wax, he starts feeling a little guilty because his bride-to-be got kidnapped and Lord Peterus got killed. So him and Marcy start talking. Like It's weird, though, because the Vanishers are good bandits, but bad murderers. It implies a certain professionalism and they're probably bankrolled by an outside force the illiterate band of malnourished bandits toting aluminum has an implied professionalism well they follow the main guy the main guy had a sense of professionalism before wax put him down anyway and then the vanishers they also realize they're taking women with a direct lineage to the lord mistborn who had all the powers of like all 16 medals and they're going to breed an army of alamancers. And this is where it g- goes back to the dark tone. And I'm not quite certain why we went from <laughs> ser- ser- criminal minds level serial killer to man doing bugs bunny bits back to like these women are going to be horrendously sexually assaulted <laughs> by bandits. Spencer, if you don't understand the winding tale of Brandon Sanderson, it's okay. You could say waxing and waning tale. So Wayne walks into the police precinct pretending to be a police captain because he stole a police uniform and then he walks up and pretends that he's in charge and he manages to trick a bunch of people into letting him investigate the vanishers that got captured what's the legality of that because isn't he like a constable police officer isn't he like a constable wayne is not a constable oh wayne yeah wayne's actually an ex-con so i think there might be more problems here (laughs) so wax He's talking to Maris and he's like, I hunted down the worst criminals, you see, because they were worth the most money. I shot him. How charming. I shot a man because I thought he'd get me a good pair of boots. The next, because I needed a belt, you see. So dreamy. (laughs) And then he's like, don't worry, though, Marisy. You yourself could be a police officer. It doesn't matter that you're a woman. We're in a new enlightened age where women can do anything. And then she's like, actually... I don't want to go out to the wastes. It sounds horrible. I like the city where I can get all the food I want and I get to wear pretty dresses. Based. Based. Too practical to be a woman. (laughs) And then she's like, I'm actually just going to be a lawyer and have a really good life here. But you have fun with that stuff, I guess. So Wayne comes back and is like, by the way, I tricked the Vanishers and he gave me the hideout location and the recruiter's name. Wayne carries this entire plot (laughs) on his back (laughs) as a joke. (laughs) Yeah. So there's like a whole scene where he tricks the Vanisher into giving up a bunch of names and locations. Then he talks to the next guy and uses those names and locations to get more information. And he does this all in a speed bubble. So none of the guards outside can hear it because it just looks like nothing. Like they disguise it with a cough. So then he's like, don't tell the coppers nothing, by the way. I'll come back and spring you, wink, wink. And then he walks out. He's like, yeah, you can take him away. Oh, he doesn't spring them? <laughs> no, he doesn't. They're criminals and murderers, Fletcher. They're fighting for their lives, Spencer. Yeah, but what about the trade, Wayne? <laughs> what about the trade? <laughs> I got a new trade now. <laughs> Wax and Wayne, they're talking, and then Tiom comes back, the butler from earlier. He's like, uh-huh. oh, by the way, I brought you tea, sir. Tea's Don't poisoned. drink it, it's poisoned. Yeah, it is, actually. Yeah! <laughs> I, did they read this book without telling me? Is this a joke on me? 
Dude, I knew T.O. was a fucking villain the moment I saw so his ass. Whack Wayne tastes the tea, and he's like, the tea tastes funny. And he falls over. And then Wax turns around, and Tiom's like, blast it. And he pulls a revolver out <laughs> and starts shooting at Wax. Oh, did I forget to mention that Wax also has magic bulletproof powers, where if you're not shooting aluminum at him, he can use his power to push metal to keep bullets away from him. Man. <laughs> Hacks. So, then he like, pushes the gun out of Tiom's hand, and he's like, blast again. And he grabs the, like, I don't know, the picnic. We just keep letting him try. <laughs> the, the picnic basket of food. And he throws it open. And then a bomb explodes. Really? <laughs> and then <laughs> pops back up. You wonder what this is? Yeah. This this is that bit in Austin Powers where the assassin keeps trying to kill Austin Powers. You know, honestly, you got to give it to Tium, though. He came prepared. And then Wayne freezes time, and they see the explosion slowly traveling towards them. And Wax and Wayne are like, well, this isn't good. Yeah, this is a lot like that time back in the roughs. And then Maris, he's like freaking out because um, explosion, explosion. What are we going to do? So wait, Wayne woke back up from being poisoned? Yeah, because he can heal from any injury as long as he has stored health, by the way. Yeah, but like, this, doesn't he get knocked out? No, because he heals. It's passive. Like, it's not something he has it, to actively do. And these do. are the underdogs we're yeah, cheering yeah, for. Yeah, the, the immortal man that can stop time and the bulletproof gun expert. So as it's coming, Wax, he grabs Maris, and then he supercharges his weight. Because he constantly stores part of it throughout the day. Uh, so he dumps about two months worth of weight into one concentrated person-sized area. And then he crashes through his own wooden floor on the second floor into the basement as the explosion goes off ahead of them. And they end up landing in a bed uh, on the floor below them. And he leans over and Marcy's there. And then Wayne is on fire and his clothes are being burned off. And he's like, ow, ow, it hurts. I'm fine, though. Yeah, okay. we know. <laughs> Thank heavens. I was really afraid. So they walk out of the burning building and Wax and Wayne are like, oh, well. Now they're going to think we're dead and but we're free to investigate. Wouldn't they find the remains? Or, or if, if they were not alive? find the remains? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the other one. <laughs> That's weird. The fire was so hot, all three skeletons fused into one being. <laughs> well, these are the same cops that just got fooled by a man wearing a hat. So who knows? Anything's possible. So they leave the burning building, and they have the location of the Vanishers' hideout. And they're like, actually, the Vanishers are probably already left at this point once the old ones got captured. But there might be something there. Who knows? They're very optimistic. And they're riding the carriage there. They actually just walk up to the carriage driver, and he thinks to himself, you know what? Not my business. As the building, like, collapses in flames behind them. Well, what am I going to do about it? <laughs> you could call the fire department. It's or like, the Wild West. <laughs> they don't have a fire department. We have one in the city. Ye we have old, a police department. Ye old do fire they, department. Do they have a fire department? I don't know, actually. It never establishes it for certain. I think maybe. So they're riding over, and Wax leans drearily out the window and thinks, before saying to them all, My sister and uncle died, you know. Tiom was their man. It's weird that he tried to assassinate me just now for no apparent reason. I guess the Vanishers must have bribed him. Put the pieces together. Wait, what are the pieces? Engage with the plot. Oh, well, now we're going to go. F Thankfully, Wayne is doing most of this investigation, and we have this place to investigate. Brandon? Brandon, are you messing with me right now? So this is your protagonist? They go and check out the foundry, and they find there's a bunch of tripwire bombs and dynamite rigged everywhere. Yeah, and then there's a bunch of like random aluminum shavings on the floor, and Wayne finds a very expensive cigar box. And then Marcy's like, how did you meet Wax anyway? You're both so cool. And then Wayne says, oh, well, he saved me from hanging. You see, I killed a man, a loving father of three, and ever since I can't use guns. Sadly, I still send his children money every month. 
but they send me letters back specifically saying they still hate me because money won't bring their papa back. But they keep taking the money, though. Yeah, but they got money. Yes, they do, and that's something, I suppose. It means, it means they're just as guilty as I am. It means I'm completely off scot-free, baby. They didn't even laugh at my bit when I dressed up as a nurse, <laughs> and then I tried to revive their dead father. Well, actually, he's a, he's like a imposter, right? So couldn't he just disguise himself as their dead dad? Coming, Hey there, kids, <laughs> it's me. Guess who's back? <laughs> so then Wayne shows Wax the super expensive cigar box, and he turns and says, Have I ever told you about a man named Miles Dugarte, a.k.a. Miles Hundred Lives. And they're like, well, no, actually, you haven't mentioned them at all until right now. And then we get a smash cut to my boy, Miles Hundred Lives. He's brooding in their new secret base, him and the Vanishers. He's smoking a cigar when we first see him and staring angrily at the electric fans powering their secret subterranean base, which is going to be part of the new subterranean train network they're building. He's like, the future's changing. They call that a subway. But I'm not a man afraid of change. I thought it was a metro. Change is an opportunity. You see, the city, it got rich off our back. Children starved. Men were left abandoned. Way, way, capitalism's bad. This guy's trying to become the noir guy in the Wild West. (laughs) And then he gets up and he, like, says to, like, Tarson, the giant, and his other, like, number three in command, we've taken a hit but we'll face tomorrow with greater courage. Tell the men I'm proud of them. And then he goes and meets with a man named Mr. Suit, who's a fat guy in a suit who is reading a newspaper when he walks in. He's like, Miles, I expected better between you and your men. What's the matter? You couldn't handle one Waxillium Ladrian? Tell me, is there something of a grudge between the two of you? And we find out Miles was also a cop in the roughs. The Wild West, except he was more brutal and he just killed all the criminals. Sweet. Ugh, that he... old chestnut. <laughs> I mean, they say dead or alive, man. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They say or. Miles is chewing through the scenery with shit like Wax Ladrian. He's one of the best men I know, a better man than you or I, but he chose the wrong side. You can protect the people or protect the wealthy. He made his choice when he moved back here to this city. He didn't make any choice. His choice was to do nothing. He he did nothing. He's trying to retire. <laughs> what do you mean? I'll clean up this city, even if I have to rip its blackened heart out with my fingernails. Why is wow. it blackened? Yeah, you th- are blackening it. <laughs> and then you are the poison. <laughs> Mr. Suit, he gives Miles the schematics for like a massive new aluminum shipment that's going out, and it's revealed... Back with wax that. So, Miles Duarte, he's a twin born, like me and Wayne. Two powers, except his is special, because his allomancy power is the same as his foyer Kimmy power. And when that happens, you can do something called compounding. And this was that this is where that Brandon Sanderson autism kicks back in, where you have to like understand all fucking like 48 powers or whatever the fuck it is to try to figure out what they can do. And Miles, he can burn gold, which normally just lets you see different versions of yourself. It's entirely useless. But, you know, like Wayne, how he can store health in gold. So if you store a little bit of health inside it and then you burn the gold, it works tenfold. So he's basically Old West Wolverine. He can heal from any injury and he is constantly healing himself so he never feels tired or sick. He took a shotgun blast to the face and walked it off before stabbing a man to death. So how do you kill him? Drop him in the bottom of a mineshaft, 
to put some weights on him and throw him down in the bottom of a river. Oh, you just have to incapacitate him. You don't have to kill him. The issue is that while you're trying to incapacitate him, he is more than willing to kill you, it seems. Just throw bodies at him. Uh, clearly, we're just going to have to run him out financially. How much gold could any person have on him? He says he has 100 live. I'll just get, get 101 bodies. Oh, Ulysses Are you Scott. the villain? Joseph Connor over here. <laughs> Send more men then. <laughs> hey, I did I did elect to play the Communist Party. You no, you're the bad capitalist guy. You're fighting against the evil communist punisher Wolverine. Can I be Wayne? No. <laughs> Too powerful. And then Wax also says, Mercy, by the way, I know you're an Alamancer. What's your power? And she's like, Oh, well, it's really kind of shitty. In fact, it's probably the crappiest power I could think of. So I can, you know how like Wayne compresses time? Well, she expands time. So she freezes herself, basically. And when she unfreezes it, time has moved around her super fast. She can go into stasis. I can move really, really slow. That's awesome. You could like see uh-huh. future well, then, speed Then up. Wax is trying to make her feel better. He's like, well, it doesn't matter what kind of power you have. It could be useful for all sorts of things. And then he doesn't list a single example. It also apparently is hyper expensive to do because bend alloy is made of ultra rare earth elements. Gotta so, get that lithium up there. So they're talking, I think it's like beryllium or something she fucking chews. That is oh. another, I don't think that's an alkali metal. That might be an alkali metal. So they're it talking, is. it's like, well, they're probably using some sort of machine. And then Wax pulls out like a big map. He's like, oh yeah, by the way, in my spare time, I figured out that all these train tracks, they run right next to canals that got hit. So they're probably using something in the canals to rob trains. I'm not sure what or how. We're just looking for machine tracks. And they're walking up and down. And wouldn't you know it, they run across a massive imprint in the ground where something heavy was moved. Let's not jump to conclusions. Was it a safe? It could have been your mama. They, we get a cut to a train because <laughs> Wax and Wayne... And Marisi hop aboard one, and they're like, yeah, we're just going to go take a train out here to do something. I'm not entirely sure what. Then who boards the train but old Miles Hundred Lives himself? And then Wax only dodges the bullet because somebody screams, and he turns around, and there's a man there holding two big aluminum revolvers just opens up on him. And then Wax, he jumps out of the train car, grabs a hold of it, and they start a fucking gunfight outside the train. Just like the Wolverine. No, it was actually more like Sherlock Holmes 2 is what I was imagining. And they climb up there and then Wax, who is a master crack shot, just shoots Miles through the eye. And then he shakes it off and like tears off his bandit mask. And he's like, oh, well, that's weird. That's Miles' hundred lives. Like I suspected based on the cigar box. 99 now. Don't worry, I got plenty more gold where that came from. So he's like jumping around doing shit like shooting bullets into the ground and then throwing himself from the bullet because it's made of metal. And so Miles is just like crawling along the train as Wax is hopping around like Superman, shooting the guns out of his hands, shooting his feet. And then as they're standing, Wax is like, how could you do it, Miles? Why would you do this? And they get the big speech of like, I was a dog. I didn't serve the people. I serve a greater purpose now. An immortal dog. Down on my luck. What a bitch. He was Dog the Bounty Hunter. And then Wax shoots both the aluminum revolvers out of Miles' hands. He's like, stop doing that. Do you realize how much this costs? Yeah, it turns out being immortal doesn't really help you fight so much as it helps you not lose. Where do the criminals come from, Wax? The city. So if I destroy the city, what? I destroy the criminals. No, what? We were fighting criminals in the wastes. Won't they just make another city? 
not if we kill those that are in charge. So that poison our purpose. Where are we world. going to live? So he's just going full judge death. He's, he actually makes some pretty good points about like how there are still lords and shit that run this city and they have a hyper concentrated amount of power and wealth. But then he makes the logical jump to, I know. I should kill people to solve this problem. Yeah, and he usually that's, doesn't solve it. That's where he loses wax in the argument. So then he pulls out an aluminum Bowie knife, and he's like, well, I'm just going to stab you to death, so I guess I'm going to win this argument. <laughs> and then he tackles wax, and they're like wrestling each other. He wrestles him down, and then he pins him against a train car, and Wax starts trying to fling himself up with his magic. So Miles takes his foot, plunges it in between the links, and Wax can hear the tendons ripping and regrowing inside his leg. And he's Ugh. like, keep going, Wax. I think my body's going to last longer than yours. <laughs> Would you say it's a good pain, Madre? No. So then Wax gets like hurled from the train, flings himself back from the rails, lands, throws a cartridge at Miles and just yells catch. And he's like, huh? So like he instinctively he grabs it out of the air and then Wax just pushes him off the train. <laughs> kind of going with Connor's argument. If you just have to incapacitate him, he can't do anything if you just throw him away, I guess. Go away. You're Leave. <laughs> Goodbye. They stop at the way station. And then everyone's like, whoa, that's so weird. Wax, you got attacked by Miles' hundred lives? And he's like, yes. Fortunately, Marisy knows surgery because she was in college. So, Is there a skill she doesn't have? No. Being successful? Being important to the plot? Man. So Wayne, he helps out Wax. They get off the train. They get back on a different one, go back to town, and they go meet with the old gunsmith friend, Renette who greets them at the door with a shotgun. Okay. Free sample? <laughs> you got 10 seconds to get off my lawn. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten. And then she threatens to open fire and they run away. And she's like, oh, she's just unfriendly. She rarely shoots people other than Wayne. And he can regrow the toes. I mean, the, the lack of trigger discipline is still something to be worried about. I'm more concerned about how okay they are with all of their friends trying to kill them. Because they were friends with Miles Hundred Lives. They were friends with Renette. It seems like anyone they know is just going... If you have a power, you're going to be evil. Spencer, have you not tried to murder your friends? Well, that's interesting that you bring that up, Connor. You remember that tea I gave you all before tonight started? You drank that tea? <laughs> well, I didn't want to seem suspicious. I had Madre pack the picnic basket. <laughs> so, Renette, she's a gunsmith. And she's ma she's mad that Wax lost all of her special guns because he gave them to the butler who hid them somewhere and they're probably burned up by now. Like, Don't worry, I have a new gun for you. It's called Vindication, and it's an eight-barreled massive revolver with specialty rounds designed it's a knock gun? specifically to kill Alamancers. She's been building bullets. So, like, if, you know, like, uh, coin, coin shots, people like wax, they push bullets away. Well, this bullet detaches and the ceramic tip continues forward. For lurchers, they pull bullets toward the metal plates on their chest. She made explosive rounds to send fragments into their necks. She's got all sorts of stuff. Like uh, people with hyper senses, she's got extra loud bullets. People who are normally tougher, she's just got massive 55 caliber rounds. <laughs> 55 caliber? She is ready to kill any and all Alamancers. And then when Marcy's like, but why did you build this? And she's like, what do you mean, why? I mean, she's in it for that, the love of the game. That's the only pastime us Alamancers have is killing each other. Murder, murder, she's murder, like, murder. Are you going to sell these or patent them? She's like, why would I do that? Then everyone would have them. People would be knocking down my door to get them. Then I have to deal with people. She's also a reclusive shut-in who hates people and refuses to 
contact the public in any way. <laughs> so her her war against there being so many people is to <laughs> to fund the gunman that's going to thin out the people. I like the fact that she's just a fucking Ted Kaczynski stand-in where she's got her <laughs> Unabomber shack filled with all sorts of dangerous explosives. Become Dude, ungovernable. Well, then it cuts back to Miles, who's just getting yelled at by Mr. Suit, and he's like, why didn't you just shoot Wax in his fucking sleep? I told you just to kill him. I was gonna look him in the eye. He deserves that much respect. I, I knew it. I knew as soon as this line of questioning started, he was gonna be like, men like us, men of the old guard, face to face. And then he doesn't mention the fact that his first shot actually was from behind as a sneak attack. <laughs> it turns out that Mr. Suit He's a secret cabal called the Set. No. Yeah, and he sends two agents with Miles, one coin shot and one lurcher. A guy that can push steel and a guy that can pull steel. Well, Spencer and their says, nicknames are push and pull. I'm going to guess since we just introduced a weapon that can very easily destroy them, they're not going to have a good time. These must not be common powers if they nailed the nicknames <laughs> push and pull. They were just first to the market. I'm just a, Really? What? What happens when one of them leaves? Do they still keep the name? Because it really only works as a pair. Well, yeah, they <laughs> it's actually... Kinda like the, it's kind of like the Ice Climbers. It's like a Smash. contract. You have to go out and you have to find somebody who has the power, and then you have to get them to not reveal trade uh. secrets. So Miles burns gold, looks at his different past or future selves, and he sees himself as a slave to the city, a slave to the law. He's like, let them see me for what I am. And he puts on his, tr his trademark long, pure white trench coat and tinted glasses. Pure white? In, like, the desert? Yeah. You can't change your target when the hammer's falling, but there's still time enough to straighten your back. Lame. And then he straps, like, four massive aluminum revolvers to his belt, and he's like, huh, we actually are running out of aluminum weapons since Wax keeps killing all my men and taking them. I'm really going to have to do something about that. Fortunately, we're going to make that massive aluminum robbery, so hey, no worries. It's smooth sailing from here on out. And then Wax is talking to Marisi, and she is explicitly hitting on him. And he's like, huh, oh well. Do you have any zingers from the dialogue, Spencer? No, it was very, very cringe, actually, where he yeah, is specifically avoiding it. And then she's like, well, it's a lot like when you were wearing the badge. I'm still wearing it, ma'am. You can take off the badge, but you can never stop wearing it. Oh, my God. I, I could see where the immortal guy it, it, <laughs> like the parallels here they're the same person no no i'm really good at shooting and miles is really bad at shooting right there's a whole but he's good at getting shot wayne he's pretending to be an old woman and he's walking oh hey what's this fancy new train car i heard in the papers that they built it specifically to stop the vanishers is that true young man would you mind giving me the exact specifications on it and then the guard, sure. yeah, the guard says, yeah, why not? Sure. Here you go. What harm could it do? And he's like, well, thank you, young man. And he pulls up his cane and he shoots it off in the air because he has a blank in it to cause a ruckus. He runs behind a lamppost, freezes time, changes to a lord. So when the guard comes running, he's like, oh, did you see a man dressed as a woman run through here? It's absurd, man. And you're telling me you're guarding this train? It's ridiculous. And then he pretends to be the owner of the train car. And then he says, I'll send my own personal guard. Don't worry about it. And then the guard runs off and he does another costume change and walks up pretending to be the bodyguard. He's like, don't worry about that lord. He's a real stuffy one, that one. But don't worry. I'm here. I know you got it all in charge. I'll just be off to the side so, here. So Wayne this, is the face? This guard is a victim of a one. <laughs> man conspiracy against him. <laughs> How many fucking costumes did he have on him? I feel like 
this is Brandon. If this Brandon Sanderson was a character in the story, he would want to be Wayne. So I literally have in the notes. This is what he did to Matt Cawthon in Wheel of Time, Connor. Do you remember when Matt starts making a yeah. super elaborate backstories for all of his men, like all fifty-five of them? He does the same thing with Wayne, where Wayne goes in detail for the different characters he's made. <laughs> so like he's, he's just Roger from American Dad. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, don't worry. Oh, by the way, here's my other bodyguard." And then Wax shows up in costume, and then they have Mary shoot off a few rounds from up above to cause a ruckus and wax sets off a fake blood charge and they haul him into the giant super vanisher proof rail car which is going to lock and not be able to be unlocked until a certain time has passed and then they run off and they're like oh well guess he's in there hopefully he's safe and then as they go and hide on the train that's wayne and marisy the vanishers show up believe it or not and the phantom rail car well it takes off the front and it's just like a hand cart <laughs> yeah oh. so it's a hand cart with a massive electric battery and a mini gun oh. sweet like, just the essentials thing. they've got a gatling gun so then they look over next to the canal and a barge is going with a massive crane and the crane picks up the rail car and swaps it with an identical rail car they designed uh. and puts it back on the train what? And that's how they've been stealing rail cars. They've just been swapping them out with a barge crane. And the reason Miles does this is it keeps the cops confused. They won't be able to find us. They'll be too busy thinking about the crime to wonder who committed the crime. No one's worried about a barge on the canal with a big, giant crane. It sails away, sneakily. It's a barge. <laughs> it's semi-submersible. Yeah, it's like a submarine. So not submersible. <laughs> well, he said semi-submersible, we, so... We pay off everyone that sees it, except <laughs> except for Wayne and Marcy, who watch us sail away and then follow us. So Miles hauls it back into their secret base, and he's like, no, Wax is in there. And his whole crew is like... <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> How did he know? So then his crew's like, "Are but it doesn't make any fucking sense, Box." He's like, "No, it doesn't make any sense. That's why he's going to be in there. <laughs> he always does shit like this. I'm not falling for it again. I don't know how he did it, but I know he did it. You know what? Go get twelve of my guys. Give them all aluminum guns. We're getting this fucker." And he lines them all up, and then he opens the rail car, and he's, he's like. I wonder if I should have just dropped it in the canal. It might be worth it to kill Wax. And then he steps in, and he hits a tripwire, and he just says, Oh, damn it. And then dynamite goes off, because Wax knew that Miles would know he's uh, in this there. This is Sherlock 2. <laughs> it's spy versus spy. So honestly, at this point, I expected Miles to walk in, find Wax, rip off a mask, and it's like Scooby-Doo, it's just Wayne. But no, Wax then jumps out of the fucking carriage with two guns and just starts capping all of Miles' dudes, who he had specifically line up. I feel kind of bad for the guy at this point. So the dude, Miles, he's getting back up, regenerating from having half his body blown apart by dynamite. And he's like, that really fucking hurt, Wax. Maybe you should just stay down. So then Wax is like, oh yeah? Well, check this out. And he throws a net on top of him with his alamancy. <laughs> like, he pulls out a bunch of like metal weights and hurls it at him. And then Miles is like, oh, really? And he pulls out a stick of his own dynamite and then <laughs> blows up his own body again to shred the net. You should have questioned some of the criminals I captured back in the roughs. Not the first time I've seen this trick. You know, honestly, Connor's guess was pretty on point. You just have to inconvenience him. I couldn't question them, Miles. You killed them all. Huh. 
So I did. I suppose my metaphor could use some real work, but... It's a real malaphorphism. It'll sound better for the next guy, I guess. (laughs) So then Wayne jumps down and starts beating up other people with stop time because he followed him there. Wax, he gets super fucked up. Wayne, he starts running out of health. And I guess fighting 2v45 wasn't the winning play they thought it was. Because then Miles is like, okay, call in the reinforcements and push and pull. Step out, Madre, your boy. <gasps> oh, boy, push I, and pull. I know you love Bond henchmen. So they start chasing after Wax. And this is like a multi-story factory complex near the canal. And they're like jumping up multiple stories, dodging each other, firing off rounds and deflecting it or pulling it to steal plates or nonsense. And then Marisi just shoots pole. Huh? What? <laughs> yeah, because she has aluminum bullets in that sniper rifle from earlier when Wayne had the aluminum sniper rounds. And she just shoots him and he can't deflect it. Yeah. What? Yeah, and then Push is like, no, pole. <laughs> My name isn't going to make nearly as much sense now. So what do you push? I mean, to be fair, flying through the air and your name's Pull, I mean, it's kind of asking to get shot, really. And then Wayne is mad because Tarson still has his hat that he stole back in the robbery. Wayne is clowning on like 40 dudes who are all shooting at him. He's stopping time, restarting it, dodging. And he's like, well, it's a good thing I apparently have a plot-supplied amount of slide material for this or it'd be awfully inconvenient. And then we find Wax was actually doing this to lure them, to take them back to the Vanisher's hideout so he could go ahead and find his wife-to-be, I guess, fiancé, Steris. They still have her captured, along with this guy who jumps around. My name's Nuxel. I'm the gunsmith, the guy who made all these weird aluminum revolvers. Why would they still be keeping her around as a hostage? Wouldn't they have just killed her by now? Well, they're not killing them, Connor. They're doing something with them. Yeah, remember? The army? Wait, why do they keep her around? To use as a hostage. She's still a noble house member. Yeah, keep in mind the one thing that has stopped wait, wait, old wax. Wait, I'm sorry. So your idea, Fletcher, is to kidnap specific people to use as leverage and then kill them. <laughs> yeah. It'd be real funny. It'd be real funny. A real piece of art, you could say. Oh, no. He is bloody Well, tan. I wouldn't kill them, but yeah, I'd keep them around in my gallery in cool, funny poses. <laughs> and this one, I set up as a card game but get this they're all cheating because i put aces in everyone's hands (laughs) it's kind of a meta commentary i believe on society did you like my damage tattoo i put on my forehead (laughs) by any chance (laughs) so wax he grabs stairs shoves the gunsmith out in the canal leaps up through the building and then increases his weight with every ounce he has left and collapses the building down into the sub-basement Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, so he collapses the whole foundry. Wayne's still down there, by the way. Falls down. He'll be fine. (laughs) And then Marcy is, like, hiding, and Push comes out. He's like, Miles, they killed Pull. And Miles is like, yeah, yeah, that's great, or whatever. Uh, (laughs) And then he pulls out a gun and just points it at Marcy's hiding location. He's like, scream for him. Wax, he hears what's going on. And he goes to fight Miles. He jumps in. He's super fucked up at this point. And then Miles just like throws him across the fucking room because he's ultra light. So Wax pushes himself and like starts to hide. And he starts praying. And there, earlier there's this big establishment where it's like there's different religions. Some actually based on characters from the first series like hundreds of years ago. And he's like, Harmony, who he prays to. If you want me to do this, I'm going to need a little help. And if you don't answer my prayer, then to hell with you. (laughs) Well, he actually hears a voice in his head answer back. 
and a little is what I think I gave you. Uh. Well, could you send some more? <laughs> oh, the funny part is God is not only real. He is a character from the first book. Isn't that wild? Yeah, but I shouldn't meet him. Oh, don't worry. And he You're looks special. He's like, huh? And he looks over, and then he sees, remember when Teom took the guns from earlier? Well, he cracks open the case that's there for some reason, and he finds all of his shotguns and revolvers and everything. So he comes back out, loaded for bear, and just starts blowing people away. So what you're saying is Teom was really a good guy. No. (laughs) Well, why else would he bring the guns? Because Bring the guns? He didn't go there. Don't worry, sir. I got you. Your back is covered. The whole point of the conversation was to say that through a twist of fate brought on by the character of God, he now has his guns again. Are Wait, you, that are was you God? Fletcher. <laughs> well, Fletcher hears a lot of voices in his head. Most of them tell him how to make his gallery or what would be funny. And then... Wax, he's like walking through the rubble that he's created by collapsing the building in the sub-basement. All the vanishers are dead at this point, except for fucking, uh, who is it? Yeah, Tarson, that's right. Tarson is still alive, and he's got Maracene. He's holding a gun to her head. He's like hiding. Oh, not again. He's like like holding her head up this time with one hand. Wayne comes back, and he's like, you sure you don't need my help, boss? And then he's like, Wayne, and they freeze time. He's like, well, I'm in quite a predicament, it seems. And he's like, I can't really get a shot off on him. What am I going to do? He's like, well, Wax, I only got like 14 seconds of stop time left, so you probably should think of something. Use that protagonist brain of yours. And, okay, so he can't get a shot on the giant man who could crush the woman's skull with his bare hands, who also has a gun pointed at her, and then Miles' hundred lives is sitting back maniacally, I don't know, interweaving his fingers or something, laughing. He's like, I'm going to kill Wax now, which is the only thing I care about at this point. How does Wax get out of this, Connor? He has Maris do her stop thing. Fletcher? He's going to trick him. Oh, he's going to trick him. Into fighting each other. Hey, he called you fat. <laughs> bend the bullet. You just got to oh, bend like the bullet. Oh, like wanted. Yeah, yeah. You oh, just got to bend the bullet. Oh, Madro's the closest. So they unfreeze time and shoot one bullet. Then Wayne freezes time again, and Wax lines up his gun at the bullet in flight that they can see in stop time. They unfreeze it. He shoots his own bullet, causing the trajectory to turn, headshotting Tarson without hitting Marisi. <laughs> it was actually the ending of The Dark Tower starring Idris Elba. They killed Tarson the same way they killed Matthew McConaughey. Spencer, are you just sad that The Dark Tower movie didn't do so well? Is that why you're bringing it up? It made half its budget back, Connor. I call that a rousing success. <laughs> half its budget. It, wow. Isn't it considered a commercial failure unless it gets twice what its budget was? Didn't realize we were attacking The Dark Tower series here. <laughs> well, we are. You're fucking lame. Fletcher, laugh at him. <laughs> you're a loser. Congratulations. You're on the same side as Mr. Gallo over here <laughs> Andre, are you for or against the dark tower i never seen it yeah so you're against it because you didn't support it anyways welcome to the gallery mr madre why am i not dead then so tarson gets headshot and miles is like well i'm still gonna kill you is the thing and he starts walking towards wax and wayne runs off as wax pulls out two guns and starts shooting out all of miles's arms and legs he's like you're gonna run out of bullets eventually and then he believe it or not he does and miles just starts pounding wax like a fucking mountain of hamburger throwing him around smashing his face and he's like i think your face is going to give before my fist wax and then he's smashing him and he's like uh but you forgot one thing miles he's like huh and he looks up and connor actually called it yeah, here because the thing. sun from the smash ceiling above is moving super fast and he's like what no <laughs> and he 
runs and jumps out of the speed bubble that Marisi created, and he finds that there's like a hundred guards waiting for him, and all of his vanishers are dead at this point. Yeah, but can't he just kill them all? Well, no, because they just bum rush him. Oh, oh, so the, the whole point of it is just bogging him down with bodies, huh? Turns out that that's actually the solution. Anything you want to say to me, Spencer? Uh, and... Then Miles kills them all with a knife, <laughs> and Wax has to use special magic to stop him. I am vindicated. <laughs> Ulysses S. Connor is on the you case. You are condemned. <laughs> so they all meet up again, and Inspector General Brenton is there, and he's like, Damn it, Wax, you're killing people all across this city, but by God, you get results. Here's a badge, by the way. You're a special member of the constabulary at this point. So everything you did is retroactively legal. Hey, extrajudicial power. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, baby. Wax goes and meets with Starris, and she's less cold than before, and she's like, Yes, that's quite fascinating how you say it to me. I guess we can... Turn it down to only a 100-page merit contract. Well, you're not far off, because he's like, since your romantic rescue, I think we can actually shave it down to a couple of weeks for our engagement. And he's like, great, or whatever. And then he walks out, and he goes to confront Mr. Sue, because Wax has identified where he's at, because Miles was keeping track of him in the cigar box. So he just follows the numbers, and he finds Mr. Sue eating a fancy dinner in his rail car, and he's like, Uncle, nice to see you. And then wah, wah. Yeah, and then he's like, yeah, what's up, Wax? Hey, what's how's it going, man? And he just continues to eat, and he's like, I've come to arrest you. I'm a police officer now, uncle. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. We own the cops, though, so, like, it's not a big deal to me. Uh, well, uh, uh, your butler killed himself, so there. <laughs> see, I knew when your butler assassinated me that you had to be behind it. He wouldn't have taken money from the vanishers. He's like, yeah, that's cool or whatever, but what, else, what like evidence do you have? Because you kind of need that to convict somebody. And well, not with this. <laughs> and then he's like, well... I know that you were working with Miles. He's like, really? Because there's five vanishers that are going to swear that Miles was working alone. And they'll go to their graves saying that. And he's like, well, I can still prove that you were behind this for money. He's like, yeah, you know how? And he's like, you were robbing people. He's like, no, Uh, thanks for helping out, though. This actually wouldn't have worked if you hadn't have caught Miles, which is why I put you on the case in the first place. Oh. Aw. Yeah, and then he's like, so the whole thing, it was insurance fraud because Boo. the house- Wait, he's H.H. Holmes? The house that the house tech yield that kept getting robbed, all their rail cars, well, they're going under. So the set bought up their controlling interest in like the most major banks in this world. And then because they didn't found the rail cars full of stuff at Miles Hideout, they can then return it. So they got all the assets and then they don't have to worry about the loss because the losses have been retrieved by the police. So it was like, yeah. Thanks, by the way, men. And he's like, ah, uncle, this isn't over. What did you do with my sister? He's like, ah, well, all right, later. And he has his guards throw wax out of the back of the train. So, so let me get this right. After all the betrayal, murder, death, it was insurance fraud. Yeah, it's all about a big corporate scheme, and he got played because capitalism wins. Wax, True. during the whole process, swiped Mr. Suit's notebook full of, I guess, names and addresses of where to go and who to kill. Where do we, when do we get to the point where he, it's revealed that he knew he was going to swipe that notebook and it's all false information? And then Marisi, she goes to Miles' execution because she helped prosecute him and she's shocked that she's actually satisfied seeing him up Her with the firing first squad. case <laughs> is a capital murder trial against a terrorist. A terrorist who also attempted to kill her. 
as a part of the case that she was a witness to. I guess I never explained that yeah, Miles... Yeah, would that be a conflict of interest? So Miles keeps like 30 different sto- gold storage containers inside of his body at any given time. So they had to dig all those out and they shoot him full of lead and then he gets back up healing. He's like, aha, you fools. One day the men of red and gold will come and the last metal and you will be crushed. No, no, that was Red Rising. We already did that series. So they, they shoot him some more. And then he falls down, and then he gets back up again, and he starts healing, and then they shoot him again. And then that time, he just kind of stays down. I guess they're like, ah, it must just be a death reflex. People shout weird stuff all the time. Don't worry about it. And then Marisi, she feels compelled to walk down a certain alley by an unknown force. And then she meets death. Oh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you just did me a whole solid on that Miles thing. Props. No, so death is another character from the first one. Yeah, he, who, instead of having eyes, he has two giant metal railway spikes driven through his eye sockets. Yeah! And he talks like a like the 400-year-old man that he is, and he's like, eh, here's a bunch of references to the first three books that you're probably not going to get if this is your jumping on point. Anyway. Hey, that's us. Here's Anyway, here's another notebook, and that's going to be important later on. Bye. And that's how the book ends. He jumps away after hand, handing her this like mythical. So this is literally like if you turn down an alleyway and literally the devil is there and he just hands you a notebook full of names and information. like, bye. I would look through it immediately. Spencer, are you telling me you, you wouldn't accept the fiddle of gold if it was given to you by the devil? Yeah, Spencer, what happens if you beat the devil? Are you saying you wouldn't accept that? It's not even a challenge. He's giving you something. The Lord of Love. No, the challenge is not looking, which I'm going to fail at. Are you sure it wasn't like an elaborate ploy where Wayne dresses up as the devil to (laughs) coax information, (laughs) comes back? Look, just like Red Rising, we need this episode to establish the stuff so we can really rip into it next time. I don't feel like much has been established. I am curious why we didn't start in the first book, Spencer. Do you have a reason? It is 60 hours of material to get through. Just the first book? Uh, all three. I think it's 20 hours for each. Actually, it's a little over 20 hours for each. And you thought this was a better starting starting. I mean, point? it's kind of a self-contained story besides the, the death stuff. What happens in the next few? You'll see why, Connor. Because the first three, it's like, oh, we're following a chick and she's having a crisis of conscience or something for like two and a half books and at the very end literally everyone in the world except for a handful of people dies it is a super depressing ending and somebody becomes god cool you know what what i love what i love about this book connor cowboys flying through the air in epic gunfight battles with magic being thrown around willy-nilly quick question are there are there native american stand-ins I can't reveal that information. You know, honestly, I think Dan at the beginning was um, the true hero of this book. His name was Tan. Bloody Tan. <laughs> Tan. You don't even know who you're rooting for. I can only think of, of like, Fat Dan or whatever his name was. <laughs> yeah, Fat Tan. <laughs> no, he's described as being gone. I won't let you rewrite Mr. Sanderson's work like this. I'll stand for it. So, like, Dan D- or Tan, right, he, like, he like set wax on this case to be no no he didn't his <laughs> uncle set him on the case explicitly he says as much but he wouldn't have been there if he didn't kill his wife you got me there fletcher Spencer, are you actually he still would have because his uncle and sister disappeared yeah, yeah he's like you have to come back to the city i've disappeared wax. yeah but if he had his wife she would have kept him there she would have kept him. Okay. She would have been like, nope, you can't so, visit your 
you're going to have to wait two weeks to figure it out now, Fletcher. But guess what? You're calling some shit that's going to get referenced back. Congratulations. Your power of stupidity strikes again. A lot like Connor's 100-man no. mosh. No, no. Wait. There's still time. Madre, make a call out. No, I don't want to be right. your power of seeing must be you. The power is within you. You must go now. I want to be right I'm anymore. actually more surprised that Fletcher never asked what any of the other 16 medals did. He's just like, oh, that's pretty cool. He's like Magneto. He throws stuff around, and that guy, he can stop time. Actually, I was thinking more like static what shock. What does uranium do? Uranium is not metal. Does it turn you nuclear? No, you just die. <laughs> You're still just a person. If it's if it's the wrong metal, you just die. Yeah, There's but, no special power. But I'm a cool person, so obviously I can eat it and then right. become like sweet and what like, about tungsten read okay go to the wiki which is what i know you're gonna do and then look up all the powers so you can combo it together the most optimal way i know you want to do connor honestly i'm i'm more sad tan didn't have a no honestly moderate power this one is pretty self-contained then the other ones tie in a little more to the but they have enough information that this whole era too can be like read by itself which is actually why i like mistborn because you can kind of jump on or jump off at different points without losing too much mr sanderson explains quite a bit within every book about how these stuff how this stuff all works and that's a common theme you'll find with his shit like i couldn't get through the fucking stormlight archives because he spent two entire chapters describing how one of 16 powers worked in implicit detail how does it work you mean explicit you said implicit. Whatever. Kill yourself. Kill yourself first. <laughs> you know what? I don't have to. I'm going to join Fletcher's gallery. <laughs> Actually, you've been rejected. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can't do that. You're just, I, not, you're just not the model we're looking for right well, now. Well, we already have another person who looks just like you. So, I mean, you wouldn't really fill out any role that I'm looking for. This art gallery it used to mean something. Then it became corrupt. It got taken over by the wrong kind <laughs> this, of ideas. This corrupt art gallery of corpses? <laughs> it used to stand for something. Connor, I'd be careful if you call them courses or else you might join the gallery oh sure applications that easy <laughs> oh don't worry i'm gonna come back in a few changes of costume I, there's some lampposts around here i'm gonna keep applying until i get in you know if he didn't have a sense of humor he'd be the strongest character in the book man can you imagine if you were immortal and could stop time and you still get relegated to the deputy role and with that we will be back with Mistborn Book 5. Thank you for listening. Uh, we have a few videos up now on our Instagram and TikTok page if you'd like to check out. And if you enjoyed what you hear, please leave a five-star review. It really helps us out. Other than that, class dismissed.